that is the sound of Jamin reaching his limit. In this episode, we go chasing waterfalls on our bikes, and it'll never happen again. You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with wanderlust. Welcome to the Travel FOMO podcast. We are moving through season nine and we are really becoming new RVers in this season. Stumbling our way through. Stumbling, yeah, and tripping our way through RV life. I'm Hillary Halton and I am here with my husband, Jamin. And I hated that bicycle. Oh my goodness. This is Jamin who literally throws away a bicycle in this episode, guys. Yeah, I had I had, had enough. Too much. Enough. Oh, my goodness. In this episode, we are we've just left Olympic National Park and we are making our way to Ainsworth State Park in Oregon. And it is just outside Portland and it's part of the Columbia River Gorge. Sometimes I call it the Columbia River George. You do like to do that. That's kind of fun, right? That's <laughs> kind of fun. <laughs> oh, man. And to top it all off. In our last episode, you might remember, our Airstream had been infested with mice in Olympic National Park. And so we are really hoping at this point that we are leaving them behind. You're going to have to subscribe to find out because this is not something that unfolds in one episode. (laughs) (laughs) No, unfortunately, that was not an isolated incident. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, but in this episode, we're staying at Ainsworth State Park. It is actually a tiny little park located among several other parks, and it's all a part of the Columbia River Gorge, which serves kind of as the the south border of Washington and the north border of Oregon. I didn't even realize that until we were prepping for this. <laughs> and we're about to like say it in the podcast, and you were explaining that like it's really just the border of the states. And I was like what and looked it up on a map and was like how did i not realize that that is so crazy but it's kind of cool like the river really is just carving out the the path of the border of the states yeah i think because this wasn't a national park we hadn't done as much research on it as other places and I think we had like booked two places. Like, didn't we find out that we had booked two spots for these nights? Yeah. I think like we wanted to stay here, but we were on a waiting list or something. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. I think we had, it was a timed entry kind of thing where you had to like get in right at, right at the time. And we're like, there's so few spots. We're never going to make it. So we'd booked somewhere else. Yeah. And then... We were able to make it and get in on the day of and book. And so then we went to Europe and (laughs) forgot that we had like two places booked. So we had to cancel one, but we did end up getting to stay here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, man. And if you are staying in one of these little parks along this highway and along this this gorge, then you you actually have access to all of the parks, which is kind of a nice perk as well. Yeah, it's really cool. You can get like a day pass to get into all the parks. But if you're camping there, then you're already in. So it's really nice. Yeah. And it's located along a really charming little historic highway. And it's lined with like all these little white picket fences and and in, on one side of the highway, there's all these gorgeous waterfalls that you drive past. It's really cool. And I'd actually been here in high school and been to some of these waterfalls, but it had been ages 
And honestly, I didn't even hardly remember any of it. So this all felt very brand new to me. Because it had been ages since you'd been in high school. Yeah. I was just trying to follow your story. Wow. Okay. (laughs) That was really, that felt really good. (laughs) Yeah, guys, it had been ages. (laughs) And my memory's not good anyway. So it could have been yesterday and it wouldn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the first time I ever saw the little highway was on this trip. And it was earlier than we really needed to because our GPS took us there from the beginning. And Ainsworth State Park is sort of at the end of these like section of parks along this historic highway and the historic highway, like Hillary said, is very charming and and cool, very beautiful, but very, very narrow. Yes. And come to find out, which we did afterward, if you just go past the parks a little ways on the interstate, that's nice and wide and easy to drive on. You can exit and then you can get right into Ainsworth state park from the other side. But if you're coming from Portland and you're following GPS, at least our GPS, you get off early and you take this super narrow historic highway with these little tiny bridges. And there are bicyclists everywhere Mm -hmm. and buses and trolleys and all kinds of traffic. And it was nerve wracking. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There were a couple of little bridges that we started across and someone started coming from the other end. And I honestly thought I was like, one of us is going to have to like back up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's not going to be me. I'm not backing the trailer across this bridge. It was so, so nerve wracking and it seemed to go on forever. It was only a few miles, but I was so glad to be to the end of it. And then to top things off, we missed the turn in for Ainsworth State Park. Oh, my gosh. This was it was such a cringy arrival. Oh, yeah, it was it was terrible. And the entrance was it's a small park. So we just miss it. Go by. We're looking for a place to turn around. and like maybe we can get on the highway and get back off. And we come to a dead end. Oh, my gosh. And which is like death words when you're driving an RV. Right. So we're on a two-lane road that basically comes to this spot where it's like, okay, this is no longer a two-lane two-lane road. It's a one-way road coming the other way, an exit ramp off of the interstate. Yep. So you can't really see who's coming. Mm-hmm. You don't know because they're on the interstate and you don't know who's going to take that exit. And we have to do a U-turn yep. with our big old truck and trailer. And that was super stressful oh my gosh that was so bad that was so bad yeah i was like we're just gonna have to we're just gonna have to do this it's gonna take a long time to get this thing turned around on this road but and if someone comes they're just gonna have to stop yeah we have to hope that they stop yeah and we managed to get it turned around and fortunately no one needed to get off the highway and we didn't cause a big scene for anyone but I know. It was a it was a difficult way to start off our uh, Ainsworth State Park slash Columbia River Gorge adventure. Yeah, I was like just shy of like running out onto like the ramp and just like waving people down if they started to exit because I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, because I mean that could be devastating for somebody come flying through there and they're kind of coming down this hill so they can't really see us and we can't see them and. 
I could just imagine like, oh my gosh, they would have to, they would slam into our, our airstream. There's nowhere for them to go when we're covering the whole road, you know? Right. Right. It's crazy. We got into some like difficult situations with the airstream, but that is at the top of the list. Maybe not the the very top, but it's definitely top five. Uh, Yeah. There's been some bad ones. Yeah. (laughs) We got some other doozies coming up though in some of the next episodes with Redwoods and stuff. Hang on for Redwoods and and Yosemite. There's there's some uh, cringy moments there too. Yes, for sure. Well, one thing I loved about this area was um, we were just down the road from Mount Hood, which would have been really cool if we'd gone. Yeah. We didn't, but... <laughs> we saw it from a distance. We saw it from a distance. It's very big and white. Um, we also saw Mount Rainier, I think. I'm pretty sure. We saw the mountains where... The mountain range where Mount... Oh, not Rainier. Um, Mount St. Helens. Helens. Yeah. yeah, the volcano. Um, and all of that is just, like, so close. It's really interesting when you hear all of these terms your whole life, but then, like, you go somewhere and you see it all laid out on a map, and you're like, oh, wow, it's all right here, and I've heard so much about these places, and they're all within eyesight right now. It's kind of cool. It really is. I didn't realize that they were all in such close proximity to Portland. Yeah. Um, and really, if you're if you're like us and you're from Texas, but you're wanting to see a really cool part of like Washington slash Oregon, you could fly into Portland and rent a vehicle and see some really cool stuff all from right there. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of Portland, we did make a little adventure in there that first night. We, we arrived, got all gussied up. At least for us, it was like we like put on real clothes and weren't in hiking gear. And um, we went to have dinner at a place called the Observatory, which had some really good reviews. So we kind of wanted to go check it out. And um, and we'd also really heard great things about Portland. And I hadn't been there in years. Correction. I hadn't been there in, quote, ages. ages. <laughs> Those was your terms. I was just trying to follow <laughs> Um, so we did want to go and see a little bit of, of Portland. And so um, we went to the observatory. They had like great food, really good cocktails. I had like a spicy coconut cocktail, which I was like, this is legit. It was mm-hmm. so different, but really good. Um, and then I had some fried chicken. And so we had some really healthy stuff. You had mac and cheese. We were yeah, like super healthy. <laughs> we were being like super healthy. <laughs> but um, it kind of felt like we were back in Oak Cliff because it was like a little rough in the little community that was in, but it was funky and cool on the inside and kind of just felt like pretty authentic and just a fun experience. But it was just really nice to go to a restaurant. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, we had been kind of roughing it for a bit. Yeah. And uh, it was nice to go to a place that made made good cocktails, serve good food and feel like a like a person for a little bit. Yeah. Well, and then the next day we attempted to go hiking. <laughs> How yep. did that go, Mr. Houghton? <laughs> um, it was not great. Yeah, it, uh, it was a bit of a struggle. Uh, we tried to take Maggie. Yeah. And um, the hiking trails were just a little rough for uh, for Maggie to make it through. Yeah, or for me. Uh, maybe it was more, probably more so me than anything. Because yeah. I'd seen poison ivy signs, and I was like, mm-hmm. Ugh, like the last thing, or poison oak, I should say. The last thing I wanted was, it was just totally not worth it to me, is for the three of us to have poison oak. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, no, this isn't like reason enough to go do this when we can see all these waterfalls just by, you know, walking or riding bikes along the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we ended up like not hiking very far at all. 
Um, and then we decided we were going to dig out our bikes. Yep. And we were going to go for a bike ride along this cute, historic, white picket fence, little highway next to all these waterfalls. And we'd also been carrying around our bikes for a long time at that point. Yeah. And we didn't have a bike rack. So we kept literally laying them inside the Airstream. Right. On like a blanket. Every single time we moved, it was mm-hmm. something we would have to pack up. And I was like insistent, let's keep the bikes. We're going to use these bikes. It's going to be great. We did use the bikes. <laughs> I don't know that we would say it was great, though. <laughs> well, it it was one of those things where as we were preparing for gap year, it was winter. We were in Dallas and we were renovating our RV. So there's just a, a limited amount of time like yeah we're trying to do right by our employers by wrapping up our jobs well yeah we are selling things moving stuff into storage and all this stuff and among all of that we were like can I get these bikes and you had bought a bike at a store and I had not at that point. And I really, I wasn't sure how much I would like riding a bike and how much I wanted one. So I was like, I'll just buy one on Amazon. And I bought this thing on Amazon, a <laughs> Luxjack bicycle. And it came, I think maybe like a week before we left. So. Oh, wow. I don't think I realized that. Yeah. I forgotten. Yeah, like it it came a week before we left. So I literally took it out of the box, put it together, and we took it and put it in the trailer. Yeah. To to leave mm-hmm. to go to Europe. So hadn't ridden it at all and so this was really going to be kind of the first time and this was a a perfect place to ride bikes, a perfect place to have bikes. This is why we had brought them. Yeah. It's a nice little highway. It's a longer distance than you want to walk. So perfect for a bike. Yeah. And we got on our bikes and took off. And I cannot express to you what a piece of absolute turd a Luxjack bicycle is. It's pretty bad. It's an adult bike for men. Yeah, it was a man a men's bike. Yeah. Like I ordered the one appropriate for my height. Yeah. So it's not like I tried to cheat the system and like buy a little kid's bike or anything like that. We get on this thing, the pedals on it were tiny to begin with. So I felt like the bear at the circus trying to like pedal the tricycle with the little tiny pedals. And we get out on the highway and the seat just jacks up and like points almost straight up. So the back of the seat just tilts down and you're obviously supposed to be able to adjust it, but it's made so poorly that the adjustment won't hold. So it just slides straight up. So you can't really sit on it that well. The brakes either stick full on or are completely off. There's no like, there's no halfway. There's no slowing down. It's either like slam on the brake or that's it. Absolute total disaster. Changing gears was rougher than a stucco bathtub. It was 
horrible, absolutely horrible. And we tried to make the best of it. We even switched bike bikes. Ride. Yeah, we switched bikes for a while. Because it was like, okay, maybe maybe the seat won't fall. Maybe it won't do that if I'm on it and I'll just sit really lightly. And But no, it would just, again, it would tilt straight up. And what we're saying is the part where your crotch sits, it basically just goes sky high. <laughs> and there's no place for your butt anymore. And only this pointy thing like pointing up at you. Like it's, oh, it was not good. And even I couldn't, I couldn't ride it. Like I was trying and it was just this is insane. Yeah, it it was really bad. And your bike hadn't been ridden a lot and the handlebars like got loose a little bit. Yeah. You know, which they got loose a lot. Like you couldn't really use yeah. that bike either. Yeah, they they got loose a lot. And if we had had an Allen wrench with us, which we did back at the campsite, we're able to fix it. Right, but not but, on the road. But we didn't have it with us, so we weren't able to make that adjustment there. So your bike was having problems too. And Finally, like I think we had we had switched several times. We had switched back, and you were riding the the Lux Jack turd bike again, <laughs> and the um the pedal just comes completely off. I could not believe it. This was the point where I was like, we were already like livid, but I was like, this, and it's such a beautiful day with yeah. such a beautiful scenery, mm. such a beautiful experience. And then we're on these bikes and, and it's not easy going up these hills anyway. And they're right. not massive hills, but there are some decent sized hills. And when you're trying to like get up your speed at all, but you can't use a handlebar and you can't use a seat and you can't use pedals <laughs> because whenever, by the time I got on yours, like the second or third time, I literally was pedaling and a pedal just not unscrews and flies off. It breaks off yeah and goes flying flying so much so that my shoe also flies off <laughs> and i look and see and it's just like on the road <laughs> and and I, we go to pick it up and it's like you know you're reminded like yeah it's like just this weightless <laughs> piece of crap <laughs> and it literally had just the the actual it's not like it had unscrewed but it was like the actual bolt had broken right Wild. Right. It had just like completely sheared off because again, the bike was an absolute horrible, horrible so bike. Cheap. So if you're on Amazon, you see a Lux Jack, do not buy that bike. And I had read it had a ton of good reviews. I'm sure they paid for those reviews to game the system. And I it was a cheap bike, so I shouldn't have gone cheap. You get what you pay for. And I mean it was just it was just utter horrible it was it was pretty rough you know speaking of amazon reviews i think we should take a moment to go and listen to your review that you left on our youtube video so <laughs> if you guys haven't actually seen the youtube video yet you've got to go out and watch this one because i'm sure you can tell by all of our podcast episodes that jamin is a very calm person he always he just always thinks before he speaks. And so you know whenever he's got some really choice words, it's rare. And he has thought about them. <laughs> and um, he gives a very strong negative review on our YouTube channel. But let's listen to it right here, right now. 
Okay, so we went cheap on Amazon and I bought a Lox Jack bicycle. It is a complete and utter total piece of crap. Never, ever, ever buy anything that Lox Jack or anyone affiliated with them makes, ever. I will never be their customer again. This is a total horrible, horrible product from Amazon. And I checked the reviews and most of the reviews were good, so I think they were probably all fake. But just a warning out there to you, don't buy crap off Amazon. It's a total piece of junk. And I completely stand behind that. <laughs> I, uh, those were in the heat of the moment, and they were absolutely appropriate. I still feel <laughs> that way today. Um, that is, uh, I fully endorse that message. Yep, yeah. And that was rough. I think too, like, I think in my mind, you know, everybody, if you follow other travelers, everyone does these little bike adventures, Kara Nate, A plus K, keep your daydream, you name them. That's true. They've got some travel episodes out there where they're riding bikes and having a great time. Yeah. We're not those people. We are not those people. <laughs> oh, we did. We like literally said that to ourselves and maybe even on camera. Like we are not those people. Yeah. That is not us. Nope. Did not play that way for yeah. us. I think it could be different though. I do stand by my thought though that I think it could be different if we'd had decent, like had a decent bike. Yeah. Like we're not yeah. exactly like not capable of riding bikes like we can do it it's just this we just did not invest in it right yeah you you get what you pay for and yeah we bought something really cheap and and paid the price for it <laughs> okay well let's talk a little bit about the waterfalls that a lot of people actually would want to maybe hear about if they were <laughs> looking to go to columbia river george <laughs> 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 yeah, if you're uh, if you're headed out to the Columbia River Gorge, um, <laughs> you will not want to spend all of your time riding a horrible Lux Jack. Don't ever buy one bike. Uh, you'll want to see Multnomah Falls. Um, yeah. that was I. That's the really kind of the big one that you see lots of pictures of. Yeah. Um, if you're trying to picture it and you you're not at a place where you can go watch our YouTube video and mm -hmm. see it. Yeah. Or Google it. Um. You've probably seen pictures of it, and it's basically you've seen a picture of a waterfall with a bridge over it and a waterfall behind that, and it's just goes on forever up into this green forest slash the clouds. Yeah. And it's just absolutely beautiful. That's Multnomah Falls. Yeah. Oh, man, it is gorgeous. And um, it, it does bring in a lot of traffic, so yeah. you're going to want to see it. Your odds are best if you do it first thing in the morning because the crowds really seem to grow mm -hmm. um, as the day went on. Um, there's also a hike there. It takes you up like like a little two-mile hike. I say little. It's a pretty steep hike. Um, and it'll take you – it's like about two miles. Um, it takes you up to the bridge, and then you go beyond the bridge, and you can go up to the – I think the top of the cliff. Mm -hmm. We didn't actually make it that far because we were so freaking worn out from – Attempting to hike, attempting to bike <laughs> ride, and all of it was just, I think we were spent. Well, we but, knew we had to go back. Yeah, that's true. We and like, we already knew we were on broken bikes, we and we didn't know how rough it was going to be. Somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Man, 
that area is like kind of built up too. So you'll see like a parking lot and concession stands and, you know, um, tables where you can eat and all kinds of stuff. So in a little visitor center. Um, so that is Multnomah Falls. There's a bunch of other waterfalls, though. There's Bridal Vale, mm-hmm. Horstel Falls, um, Wakima Falls. There's a bunch of others. So you could spend a lot of time kind of driving the highway and enjoying stopping and kind of seeing some of these falls along the way. Yeah, there's a trolley system that you can take as well um, and like little different tours. I know you can book tours out of Portland where they'll bus you out there and like for the day kind of a thing. So it uh, there's a lot of great ways to see it. Um, it's all along that highway, so it all is really accessible um, as far as like you have to do zero hiking to really see some beautiful falls. Yeah. And if you want to see some really cool vantage points of them you can do those hikes and put in a left or that way but you don't have to so if if you're in a place where you're like i can't hike um this is a really great way to see some beautiful stuff yeah that's totally true um what were your overall thoughts on the park itself i really liked um the whole area i thought it was beautiful um ainsworth state park where we stayed um was just this little state park and it felt really small and intimate um it wasn't overcrowded yeah and the facilities were nice like the spot that we were in was great yeah um we were like at the end of this little strip of spots and we had full privacy yeah and 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 there was a lot of space between each site too Mm -hmm. so it felt like it already felt pretty pri- like every site was pretty private, and then ours was like the most private. Maggie couldn't even look at anything to bark at. It was great. <laughs> yeah, she was bored. Yeah, it was great though. <laughs> it was really charming and quaint. Like the the whole thing was just scenic, very family friendly. All of it was um, just a a good option. And there's so yeah. much else to do. Like you can go see Mount Hood mm. and Mount St. Helens and all of that. I mean, it's all just right there. Um, you could definitely make a long week or weekend of it all. Yeah, it, it would be a great place to go for a week and just hang out. I think you could see a lot of stuff, but also relax too. And uh, the weather was beautiful there the whole time we were there. And I, I really liked it. Yeah, I'd love to spend more time in Portland and go to some of the little seaside towns along the coast. Yeah. I think would be a lot of fun um, and just really pretty to get to see, like my mom would say, like see some of the lighthouses and, <laughs> you know, the little fishing towns. <laughs> I think uh, I think that sounds great. And I've seen a little bit of it, but, you know, again, it's been ages, guys. Mr. Helen, can you give us a mice update? Because... In our last episode, we were telling people that we had mice. Yeah, if you listen to Olympic, you know that we found mice and we tried several iterations of like getting them away. And we were hoping that we would leave Olympic and that they would stay in Olympic and not come with us. Um, (laughs) That was not the case. Um, We thought so at first. Yeah. We were like, oh, wow. Like, we don't not hear anything nothing um you know we were like well maybe maybe us like really getting the food and trash squared away maybe that really did it we left him behind um, maybe it was kind of a fluke you know that yeah, like that I mean, one area it was just that spot in olympic and yeah. so we're good you know we had left our 
Airstream in storage for three months in Dallas. And when we came back, right. no signs of anything. Yeah. So we we're like, oh, maybe, maybe we're good. Mm-hmm. But that was uh, not the case, as not we'll tell you in the next episode. That's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so the next episode, we're going to talk about our time at Crater Lake National Park. We're also going to do like a little day trip to Bend, Oregon. Um, and the crazy part is you've got Crater Lake and Ainsworth State Park and the Columbia River Gorge. It's all in Oregon, but it feels like totally different places. It does feel very different. Very different. So that was really interesting to me that it could, that Oregon was so diverse. Um, but we will tell you more about Crater Lake National Park in the next episode. And that's where you're going to hear more about what it was like for us to arrive to a national park and realize we had absolutely no hookups. <laughs> I could not believe that. We totally forgot that we'd booked a campsite with no electricity and no water. Yeah. And we, I don't know that we'd filled up with water before we got there. We had not. We had not. And the crazy part is nobody had hookups in water. So everybody was using these little showers and stuff. We'll tell you about it, but it was just one of those things that it's not a problem if you're prepared, but when you forget and you just show up, it's kind of a thing. Yeah. I remember sitting in the truck and you coming back and you'd be like, okay, I got the thing our spot. Thing is, no hookups. And I was like, uh, what? And we were so far from real civilization, too. Crater Lake is yeah. in the middle of nowhere, guys. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah. So, but um, we survived. And we'll tell you how in the next episode. <laughs> you guys, you can find us out on social media. We are Travel FOMO Podcast, and we are on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And our most fun one, YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Go out there and check us out on YouTube. This was a fun episode. Uh, you'll want to see it. Uh, you'll actually get to visually see me toss that bike in a dumpster. You really get to see Jamin lose it. It's just so rare. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are interested in times that you have been traveling and you have lost it. When have yeah. you decided that enough is enough? And you just can't take it anymore and you need to have an outburst. Uh, we've all had them and we want to hear about yours. And you can do that by sending us an email at travelfomopodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can type out an email. We'll read it here on the show to share with the rest of the Travel FOMO family. Or you can record a voice memo and send it uh, via email to travelfomopodcast at gmail.com. And we'll play the voice memo here so that you can uh, really fully express your anger uh, for yourself. Oh my gosh, that would be so great. I would love to hear somebody send in a voice memo of them just like being so hacked off about something um, because it really, like you said, it happens to all of us, you yep. know, so. Yeah, rant away. Rant away. We're here for you. Okay, guys, that is it for today's episode. Just remember that life is short. Wonder well. <laughs> <laughs>